Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Welcome to another episode of Your Favorite F Word. Today we are talking about a super important topic and something we will definitely be covering a lot of in the future. So we're going to take our first crack at talking about some mindset stuff. Now mindset is something we talk about a lot with our clients. It's super important for anything, not to mention our health and fitness. So this will be, again, our first of many podcasts talking about the topic of mindset. In today's episode, we'll be going over what is mindset and how is it formed, what are the differences between growth versus fixed mindset, how to start cultivating a growth mindset, and some takeaways to consider on your mindset journey. At the end, we'll announce the listener of the month for June. Yeah, so when we talk about mindset, we think about what mindset actually means. At the very basic level, mindset is a set of beliefs and ideas that shape how we make sense of the world and the way we make sense of ourselves, okay? It influences how we think, feel, and behave in any given situation. It's interesting because when you ask people how they would define mindset for themselves, there's usually a wide range of answers. And on our intake form, when we onboard new clients, we actually ask folks if they are familiar with the term mindset, and then we get them to describe what it means to them. And we get so many different answers, ranging from the thoughts that I have about myself and the situations I'm in, how I observe the world, the decisions and opinions I create inside my head, how I manage those thoughts, my overall outlook on life, self-confidence, self-talk, etc. So tons of different personal definitions of mindset, okay? So the diversity in answers is really cool. And it also really makes sense if we're looking at how mindset is actually shaped, okay? Because our mindset is affected by multiple different factors and it's really constantly evolving. Our mindset is formed through our physical and social environments, our lived experiences, okay? Which are all so completely different our education, culture, the amount of privilege that we hold, everything that's shaped who we are generally is going to impact how we view ourselves, how we view the world and those around us. And because of that, of course, our mindset and how we choose to define it is going to be different from person to person. Mm -hmm. So while the topic today will be focusing on growth versus fixed mindset, Before moving on, we do want to preface the rest of this conversation with an acknowledgement that when we say mindset or talk about mindset shifts or anything like that, we are not using those terms as a way to bypass trauma or grief or any emotions or to make up for a lack of privilege. This is absolutely not what we are referring to here. And we definitely acknowledge that trauma exists. We all have different emotions, different layers of privilege. And so no mindset shift 
um, is going to really get someone over what might be labeled in the coaching industry as like a mindset block. Um, and in no way or shape or form do we want to use this idea to explain away real lived experiences. We also want to acknowledge that the process of changing our mindset is not going to be a quick fix. Just like with our habits, behaviors, routines, change is going to take time. And our mindset is learned. Remember all the ways that we develop our mindset. That takes time to develop. And so in order to change or shift our mindset is going to require both a learning and an unlearning and most likely take a lot longer than we want, might want it to. Yeah, or than we think it should. Definitely. Yeah. So with that said, we're going to get into the main topic for today, growth versus fixed mindset. Okay, so this framework for interpreting mindset was coined by the psychologist Carol Dweck. Okay, she has a book called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, which is 100% recommended on our book list. Everyone, <laughs> um, it's a really, really great book, uh, especially if you want to dive further into this subject. Okay, but there's tons of juicy information in there. So we definitely recommend giving that one a read or listen. Um, and so one of the quotes from that book is, the view you adopt yourself profoundly affects the way you lead and live your life. Mm -hmm. So that is kind of what the book is about and what our conversation today is going to be about. Um, with that, it makes sense that our mindset affects our health and fitness because the way we view ourselves has a huge impact on the success and sustainability of any of the changes that we're trying to implement when it comes to our nutrition, our training, our movement, our self-care, et cetera. Okay, so whether you're seeking weight loss, improved performance, or simply wanting to just improve your health, your mindset 100% matters. Oh yeah. So what's the difference between growth and fixed? Okay, so let's kind of define both and then we'll explore maybe the different characteristics that we see in people with a fixed mindset and people with a growth mindset. So fixed mindset is the belief that your traits and talents are innate, that they're static and they aren't really able to be changed. Versus the growth mindset, which operates on the belief that your qualities and abilities are based on your efforts, that you have the ability to change and improve with effort and time, you can learn new things, develop new skills, improve, get better, etc. So if you have a fixed mindset, you are probably more likely to do things like avoid challenges, operate from a belief that your abilities and attributes are innate. Um, oftentimes we see people view failure as proof of unworthiness or lack of intelligence, lack of skill, etc., which leads them to give up more easily. They often feel more threatened by the success of others and in general struggle to accomplish their goals. On the flip side, those with a growth mindset are more likely to embrace challenges and be excited by new opportunities, believe that their abilities and attributes can be developed. They are less likely to view failure as um, proof of something holding them back and are more likely to view it as an opportunity to grow or change. They are more likely to be inspired by the success of others rather than feeling threatened and overall have a better um, ability to succeed, reach their goals, etc. Yeah, big time. When we're looking at these differences as well, it's important to acknowledge the um, 
affect that our internal dialogue or self-talk because as we start to pay attention to this internal dialogue and the way that we're speaking to ourselves it can be a really great place to identify where we're having a fixed mindset versus where we might be having a growth mindset and so if we're looking at those two in comparison again we will often hear folks with a fixed mindset say things like i'll never be able to um it's just not in my DNA or my personal favorite. It's just who I am as a person. <laughs> just always being this way. I don't, I can't, et cetera. Okay. Whereas if we are in embodying a growth mindset, our language might shift to something more like, I'm going to need to practice this. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to take some effort or I'm going to have to put in some hard work, right? I'd really like to learn how to, or I would like to develop this skill, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So now I'm laughing at the et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> we had uh, one of our lovely clients tell us that they listened to the podcast and we're like, man, these two girls say et cetera so often. And I forget what our rebuttal was, but I mean, when we talk about nutrition or anything, like everything is so nuanced and we could talk endlessly about any topic. So our use of et cetera, is just to like acknowledge that there is more than just the few short words we are speaking today and could, you know, create whole topics on such a niche little thing. Yeah. So funny. She said to make it a, if you drink water every time, oh, yeah. dehydrated AF. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you can start playing the drinking game with your water right now. Um, okay, anyways, getting... <laughs> so huge difference in language there when we have a fixed versus, versus growth mindset. And it comes down to acknowledging our ability to make change um, and self-efficacy and just belief in, in those abilities. Um, so do we want to give a few other examples? Yeah. Um, yeah, just so people can kind of envision what this sounds like in practice. So fixed mindsets, person speaking here, might say something like, I'm not strong enough to be good at lifting. If we take that same concept, someone with a growth mindset might say something more like, I wasn't naturally good at lifting, but I put in a lot of work to get where I am now. We might see it play out like someone with a fixed mindset saying, I just can't hit my macros on the weekend. Um, but someone with a growth mindset might say, hitting my macros on the weekend is challenging, but I'm working on it. We might say, I'm just not very good at meal prep if we have a fixed mindset. But we might say, meal prep wasn't one of my strong suits, but I'm getting better if we had a growth mindset. So in each of these examples, those with a growth mindset are able to recognize that with time and effort and dedicated practice, they can and will improve their abilities and learn new skills. If we wanted to use this in a real situation, we might look at a situation that I think probably all of us have been in at one point. Um, so this, this situation where we maybe went off our macros, didn't hit our macros, had a social situation or something. And we fall into kind of a little bit of all or nothing thinking. And our fixed mindset would say, I didn't hit my macros yesterday, so I'm not going to bother trying today. Okay, but if we are trying to embody a growth mindset, even shifting our language, being able to recognize ourselves falling into that and shifting our language to, I didn't hit my macros yesterday, but I'm going to try again today. 
it then gives us power back, right? And it acknowledges the fact that we have the ability to make a different decision if we choose that that is what we want to do. Hmm. So language makes a huge, huge difference there. Yeah, so I think that example really highlights just how you can use um, and optimize a growth mindset to really work through obstacles. Um, because having a growth mindset definitely doesn't mean that you're not going to face setbacks, obstacles, or experience failure. I mean, obstacles are going to be definitely inevitable, especially when we're trying new things. But the way that we frame those obstacles can be the difference between giving up and trying again or success and failure. So remember that if we're able to view our failures as an opportunity to learn, we're going to be better equipped and ready to do better next time. I think it's important to recognize here too that having a growth mindset doesn't mean that we are positive all the time, <laughs> toxic positivity, right? It's not, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. And just because we have a growth mindset doesn't mean that we are completely ignoring challenges or any of the shit that we're going through, right? It just means we're having an outlook on a more empowered outlook on our ability to change things mm -hmm. right um so by no means does it having a growth mindset mean you need to bypass any negative emotions or ignore them or suppress them or um push things aside or anything like that that's an important yeah so i guess some final like acknowledgements then when we're talking about recognizing growth and fixed mindsets is this idea that the mindsets we have are domain dependent, which means that you could be growth mindset oriented in one area of your life and fixed in another. So the mindset that you have really de depends on the specific domain or area of your life. So for example, a lot of us have a growth mindset when it comes to fitness and training. So we hear things like, I know I can build strength because we're proving it to ourselves every day we go into the gym and we can lift heavier and heavier weights or we get more um, technical with our skills in lifting um, or we put on muscle like there's a kind of more tangible um, and visible outcome to that that shows us you know we are growing and improving so it's easier for a lot of us to have a growth mindset for training but on the flip side we see a lot more of fixed mindset when it comes to nutrition again thinking back to those examples we used like I just can't hit my macros I just can't stop skipping meals etc um Oh, there's one. Have a drink. <laughs> um, so something you can start to consider before you dive into ch making any mindset changes is just get curious about where you might be more likely to have a fixed mindset versus where you're more likely to have a growth and kind of notice the differences there. Notice what is helping you develop a growth mindset versus taking a little bit of time to consider consider what about that scenario scenario or domain in your life makes it easier to fall into the fixed mindset. Yeah, very, very domain dependent. We see that a ton when we're working with our clients is lots of times they'll have a growth mindset too in terms of their career, I think is one. Mm -hmm. um, a little bit easier to have a growth mindset in for lots of people. Um, but yeah, nutrition always just it's more more common to have a fixed in that. And I think that, I mean, there's many factors to that. Um, one thing too, that we want to kind of acknowledge in terms of where these types of mindsets can come from is society's 
way that they glorify natural talent, right? So often we'll see anyone who is the best of the best, whether it's an athlete, a musician, whatever. Um, I almost said et cetera. <laughs> anyone who is really great at what they do, society and the media is quick to acknowledge, oh, they have great genetics. They were born with it. They were born to do this, et cetera, right? Which then... <laughs> Damn it, we shouldn't have even brought it up. Um, Fuck you, Jen. <laughs> which then um, perpetuates, perpetu perpetuates this thinking that if we are not born with it or if it doesn't naturally come easy to us, we're never going to be able to improve, right? Mm -hmm. When we see all these messages of, oh, like I just think of the Michael Jordan documentary um, or like any crazy athletes, it's, it's always quick to acknowledge their genetics or um, natural talent. But what we often don't see is the hours and hours and hours of training and hard work and effort with their nutrition and the setbacks that came before that success, right? Um, so that's another area or another reason, I guess, where we might fall into a fixed mindset. Mm -hmm. yeah no one wants to see a highlight reel of everybody's failures but honestly it'd probably be more helpful for us as a collective it would, for sure for sure um yeah what were we when we did this when we did our growth mindset call inside of our shift group you talked about um what were you talking about michael jordan getting cut from yeah i used the example so there's actually a good passage about Michael Jordan in Carol Dweck's book, Mindset. And it just highlights how quick everybody was to label his success as this like natural gift that he just possessed and that he was just so physically built perfectly for the sport of basketball. But what folks don't often realize is that he didn't even make his high school team and he was cut from his, I believe his team in college, or maybe I'm getting those two confused. Um, but what it took was, I think it was his mom who said like, Hey, like, yeah, failure sucks. But if this is really your dream and if this is really what you want, there's a way to get it and it's hard work. And so he started putting in countless hours before practice, during his practice. And then he would stay late at the courts, um, practicing all of his skills, focusing on his weaknesses. And ultimately he was able to make the team, but it didn't stop there. Even once he like made his teams and became the best of the best he was still the last one on the court he was still the first one to show up and so just because you have like reached some level of success for him at least his growth mindset took him even further and he wanted to be someone who perfected his craft and he recognized that like hey in order to be the best i really have to be putting in the most hours and really outworking everybody else yeah so if we be that then it makes it almost opens doors for people who don't have that natural talent to have that belief in their self that they can make those changes or get to that point, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's an extreme example. I mean, we're trying yeah. to like fitness and nutrition, but um, it's important to recognize that um, it's not all about natural talent or genetics or whatever. Um, and comparing mm -hmm. ourselves to others doesn't really help either because we never see what's going on behind the scenes. 
I think there's kind of a lesson there on the other side too, is if he or any of us are always praised for our natural talents, like what does that tell us about what we have to do work-wise? Like if someone's saying like, Sarah, you're so good at lifting, you're just naturally gifted, what does that tell you to continue doing? It tells you that, oh, I don't really have to practice. Oh, I don't really have to put in the work. And you can start to develop like bad habits. You can get lazy. Um, and again, like going back to the book, she gives a lot of examples of how this has played out for like athletes and how they were the best until they relied solely on their talents and got outworked. Um, and then realized that, you know, they never developed any grit, they never developed any of those skills or those work ethics, and ultimately never really became the best versions of themselves that they could have, if they had, you know, been taught differently or been praised for different things. There's that quote that's like natural talent, something about natural talent and working hard or something, I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Inspirational quote of the day by Sarah. <laughs> something about natural talent won't win if they don't work hard or something <laughs> perfect anyways okay so cool we now understand difference between growth versus fixed and hopefully have some kind of insight into how to start recognizing these mindsets in our own kind of day-to-day -day life um, and understand why it's so important when we're pursuing fitness nutrition or health goals so now let's talk about how do we move from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset yeah, how do we cultivate that shit? Oh. So I think first, is it's kind of funny to think um, for those of us who are kind of doubters or feel like, you know, how could I possibly develop a growth mindset? First of all, recognize that you can have a growth mindset about your growth mindset. So even being open to the possibility that you can change your mindset gives you a place to start. Um, and sometimes that might be the first step is trying to like reflect back on your life and find your own personal proof that you are capable of change. So a pretty easy one for a lot of us at our age, um, assuming the age of our listeners, is to look back on you in high school, what you were doing, what your skill sets were, what your knowledge base was. Uh, can kind of be a scary thought sometimes, but think back to that. And then think of yourself now. And I can, I hope, I can guarantee that you are not the same person as you once were. You likely have a lot more knowledge, a lot more awareness, intelligence about the world, um, a stronger sense of self, um, probably new skills, whether it's like an athletic pursuit, a career pursuit, maybe you went to post-secondary, like you have proved to yourself that you've learned, grown, and changed. That is proof that you can and will be able to um, adopt new skills and ultimately have that growth mindset. Yeah. So I guess at the foundation of all of this is awareness is definitely key here. So understanding and being able to pay attention to the different areas of our lives where we're experiencing growth versus fixed mindset um, and being able to take note of how you're talking to yourself is another really really great place to start because we're not going to be able to change what we're unaware of right so building that awareness is key and doing some of that reflection that nicola just mentioned can be really helpful to start um, cultivating that awareness um, hmm. we're just going to kind of rattle off some more kind of like tips or considerations now so 
another one would be to start placing more emphasis on your effort and your hard work than your natural abilities or talents or even the outcome, right? When we do this, we want to really kind of, I mean, we always talk about trust the process or mm-hmm. everyone's heard that term and it sounds cliche, but if we can become more in tune and more connected to the process of putting in the work, showing up, um, getting a little bit better every day, et cetera, learning through failures versus the outcome, whether that's a specific goal we're chasing, like weight loss or performance or whatever, it's really going to help navigate obstacles, improve grit, and ultimately improve the sustainability of whatever we're doing. Focusing on that is a really great way to cultivate a growth mindset. Yeah, I just had a quick thought there too, um, in terms of applicability for coaches. And so if you are coaching people through weight loss, nutrition changes, performance, notice the language that you're using as well. You can see it both in your client um, and start to make adjustments and support them in changing their own language if they're focusing on the outcome versus the process, but you yourself can do that too. So notice where you are giving them praise. And if it's just solely focused on like, you know, the PRs, the weight loss, that kind of thing, you're further like perpetuating this idea that we should be praised for the outcome versus saying like, hey, I've been noticing that, you know, your sleep is getting a lot better and you are meal prepping and each week you're saying how much easier and effective and how much you're enjoying it and really focus on those kind of things, the drivers of hard work, the drivers of progress, um, instead of solely giving them praise when they reach a certain outcome. That can be super helpful for um, helping your client develop a growth mindset and encouraging them towards success at the same time. That's big time. We have our clients always reflect on a couple wins from the week. And so that is a way that we try to get them to kind of cultivate that within themselves of, hey, what went well this week? And sometimes those are outcome wins. um, But a lot of times it's things like navigating social situations or having a difficult conversation with a family member about their food choices or, you know, those types of things. Um, So that can be another practice to get into as a coach as well. Um, Yeah, really good. Good one there. Yeah, I think that leads well into the next kind of tip is to reframe challenges as opportunities to learn. This is obviously easier said than done because who really wants to face those challenges, but when we're able to frame them in a way that creates an opportunity or possibility for more than one outcome, we can use that to leverage, you know, how we tackle things in the future. So again, would be another great one for coaches to capitalize on and help clients reflect back on situations that, you know, weren't perfect, help them identify what went wrong so that the next time it comes up, they're better able to support themselves, make better decisions. Um, We're preparing for things to go wrong, right? We're not expecting everything to go smoothly. And so when things come up from time to time, they're going to tackle those things with ease. Things that used to be really challenging are going to become easier and easier. And that's how we build sustainability as well. I saw a story from a fitness person today. I can't remember who it was. And someone had asked, like, how do you build confidence? Mm. And the response was, um, you build confidence through putting yourself in situations where you are not confident. (laughs) 
you know, if we are constantly avoiding challenges um, because we are, have fear of failure or have failed in the past. And like, I can say failed with air quotes. I was like, what are these called? <laughs> um, because a failure is really, I mean, I think there's a lot of um, personal, what am I trying to say? I'm actually not sure. You know, like failure is a perspective thing. So oh, okay. we could use it as a failure or we could use view it as a learning opportunity. Um, so th- our mindset around that matters. But um, expecting that there's going to be challenges, understanding that those are inevitable and expecting to make mistakes through them um, and then viewing it as an opportunity to learn is a really, really great way to cultivate confidence and self-efficacy and ultimately a growth mindset. Um, so instead of trying to avoid those all the time, accept that challenges are going to come up. We're going to fuck them up sometimes, you know, (laughs) most times. Yeah. (laughs) Trust that we're going to be able to learn from it and improve things next time. Even if it's just like the slightest small improvement, you know, social situations is one that I think about a lot, especially with our clients right now as summer's coming and we're opening up after lockdowns and stuff like that. Um, Social situations in your own nutrition journey might be an area to cultivate this for yourself as, as our listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um, some other small things, um, paying attention, like we talked about to your language and internal dialogue and starting to make some small shifts. So things like when you hit roadblocks or experience failure, remind yourself that you are not there yet. A failure doesn't end the process. It's just part of the process. Um, we can also start admiring ourselves for doing you know the tough stuff that not many others are willing to do and there's a lot of confidence that we can build there when we think that we are the people or we know that we are the people who are willing to go the extra mile and put in that extra bit of work that can build a ton of confidence Um, we can also start to leverage like what we're most proud of in terms of you know our day-to-day lives the effort that we're putting in and start to do more of that in other areas Um, And then, like we mentioned, we can think back and reflect on the progress we've already made and look at what we can capitalize there. Yeah, some things to consider with that reflection is what choices have you had to make to get to where you are now? Um, What worked and what would you want to do differently next time? That's a really, really great one for those social situations. Mm -hmm. We always ask our clients that when they're coming back from a weekend away or whatever. doing a brainstorm of the obstacles that you know are inevitably coming and then uh, different solutions for ways to overcome them can help us feel empowered when they do come up because we've already had some pre-thought about that. Um, And then also looking at our role models. What do your role models do? And what kind of characteristics do they um, emulate? And how can you take action to match their efforts um, rather than like idolizing them for their talents or their genetics or like their body or their aesthetics how can we how can we recreate the effort that they're putting in in ourselves in a way that works for us too though yeah yeah that's a big um, a big piece of that because I think often we're going to be quick to compare ourselves um, not recognizing the differences in schedules and lifestyles and 
lived experiences and the way that all of that is going to influence our ability to um, create a certain outcome. Mm, for sure. So I think that kind of wraps up our consideration. So I hope that this helped um, give you some ideas about how to cultivate your mindset. Um, and the biggest takeaway here is remember that you absolutely have the ability to grow and your effort will always outweigh natural talent or ability any day. So going forward, I guess just some food for thought, like what are you most excited about working on if within your growth mindset? Are there any areas that you're really excited to start moving towards a growth mindset? Um, we'd love to hear from you over on the gram. Um, you can tag us if you want to share anything that you're working on with when it comes to mindset. Um, we are at Nicola Spencer, at Sarah Cod Fit, and you can find us at Paradigm Nutrition underscore as well. What was, else have we got going on? Um, so yeah, we, sorry, I just got distracted because I remembered the quote. What's the quote? Leave it till the end. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, final kind of little housekeeping things here. Um, we wanted to give a shout out to our June listener of the month, Sammy. I have no idea how to say her last name. What did we say we thought it maybe was? Sire. Sire? Sammy Sire. But if we say this wrong, we are so sorry. <laughs> this probably won't be the first name that we butcher, but we are open to feedback always. We want to get your names right. Um, so Sammy, congrats. Thank you so much for the review. We hope the podcast has been helpful for you in your journey. Um, you can shoot us a DM to claim your $50. And then if you want to be our listener of the month, you can head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Um, each month we'll be picking one reviewer to win $50 to use towards any service or products from us. Um, and then, yeah, we've got our fuck yes and fuck no's. Do you want to do the fuck yes? <laughs> okay, yeah. I wrote this the other day when I was just like chugging a coconut water. And I was like, man, these are the best. This is the biggest fuck yes ever. But specifically the Thirsty Buddha flavor. And not just like the plain coconut water. I'm talking like the grapefruit or the watermelon or the pineapple ones. But previously, I would have said coconut water would be a fuck no, because my first introduction to coconut water was after I ran my first half marathon. It was the Lululemon Seaweeds, uh, which was like an incredible, like Lululemon puts on a, a big show for this in Vancouver. So you cross like the finish line and this beautiful human passes me what I thought was just like a bottle of water. So like after you're running, you're super hot, you need some hydration. So I started chugging what I thought was water but it was coconut water and I damn near puked everywhere because my expectation was just not that it was going to be pulpy coconut water and it was terrible. So I had like a big phobia of drinking coconut water for the longest time, but I'm back on it now and it's so good. Nicola made a really tasty coconut water slurpee thing on her. Oh yeah. Oh, if y'all are into that kind of thing, you should go check it out. We've been in a heat wave where we're at this past week so hydration and electrolytes have been <laughs> yeah yeah so that's a big fuck yeah i don't know if i knew you ran a half marathon i've run three back in the day way before crossfit actually overlapped with crossfit i like remember the first half marathon i trained specifically for like running so like doing intervals sometimes a week doing short runs long runs faster runs slower runs and i 
I mean, I ran it, so I was pumped, um, finished it. That was cool. But I did two after that, one after like the first summer I started CrossFit and I didn't run at all. But I was like, screw it, I'm going to sign up. And I ran one 16K to prep and was like, cool, I can do it. And then ran it in a way faster time than I did when I was actually training for running. Yeah. Hmm. Took like 25 minutes off my time. It was wild. How's that for a growth mindset? Yeah, right? (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Okay, so I'll do the fuck no because, again, heat wave. I always wear pants when I train, and I could not wear pants this week. I would have absolutely died. and so barbell cycling with freaking shorts on. Oh, it's I, rough on the old quads. I just like chalked up my quads so bad. <laughs> like so much chalk. There's chalk everywhere. I was that person in every meme where like there's just chalk everywhere and the coach like hates you. The worst after that is like you've done it to help yourself during a workout. People at the gym are like, all right, I get it. But yeah. then you, like, go to the grocery store or something after without realizing that you're wearing, like, shorts and your legs are just, like, have a white strip down them. People are like, what the fuck? Yeah. Hilarious. Um, okay, so that is pretty much it for today. One, I wrote down the quote so I didn't forget it. So we're going to leave you with this. <laughs> hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Boom. Boom. That's it. Inspiration, hey? Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you next episode. Bye.